0: Hi, my name's Mark Hunter from the Tartan Podcast, recorded in Scotland. But right now you're listening to the weekly lost edition of the Generally Speaking
1: Podcast Network. We can't transmit because something else is already transmitted somewhere close. The signal is you?
2: What kind of transmission
0: it? is it? Could be a cyc phone,
2: maybe a radio signal. Can we listen to it?
3: Let me get the frequency first. Hold on. Welcome to the weekly Lost Edition of the Generally Speaking Podcast Network. Now, here are
0: your hosts, Stephanie and Cliff. Hello everybody and welcome back to another edition of the Weekly Lost Podcast. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft, and Stephanie is uh, not here this evening, but I am very proud to introduce as my co host for this particular episode none other than Mark Tafoya, also known this is as Mark Ravenscraft. Mark Ravenscraft. <laughs> uh, Chef Mark is from the Remarkable Palette podcast. He is a fellow podcaster and has been a good friend of mine now. Uh, for nearly a year. It's, it, bah, yeah, it's been a while. It's flying. So, Mark, I want to uh, thank you for joining us this evening.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: And uh, tonight we're going to be talking about season three, episode number nine, titled Stranger in a Strange Land. Indeed. I am a stranger in a strange land. And uh, also want to mention that this thing, this thing here that we're doing right now, is recorded. Live. I mean literally live in front of an internet audience. Currently Live, live.
1: and in person. Starring Cliff's
0: Ravenscraft. <laughs> <laughs> we need to throw the echo box on there. Wow, 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 wow. And we, we need <laughs> to say special thanks to TalkShoe.com for having the wonderful facilities to allow us to interact live with our Generally Speaking Podcast Network listeners. I do have a couple of announcements that I want to make right here at the front of the show, uh, if you guys don't mind. Uh, before we get started, the biggest news in GSPN lost podcast history. Since we have started this thing, we are actually announcing the very first in public, in person, where you can actually talk, touch, feel other people in the Generally Speaking Podcast Network community at our live recording in northern kentucky on saturday march 17th
1: that's not only can you can you interact with people you can also eat salsa and chips at the same time that's right we are work (laughs) i'm i'm working in
0: negotiations trying to see if we can get a uh some kind of maybe pre-approval or pre-authorization to bring recording equipment and uh set up like a big huge gigantic mob inside the uh the chipotle in Florence, Kentucky, so we're I'm working on the details of that. More will be coming up on that as far as announcements, how that's going. But it's definitely going to be Saturday, March 17th. We will be recording a podcast in, in person, in live, and, and we'll have an open microphone for people to come up and, and talk into the recording as well. And on March 16th, we will not be here that Friday evening. So Friday evening, March 16th. We will not have a live podcast uh, here on TalkShoe.com. We will wait to discuss that episode and review it in full detail in the live show at Chipotle or wherever it is that we end up uh, meeting at. But I just want to let you guys know, uh, basically six hours south of us is Chattanooga, Tennessee. We have two listeners who are actually here in our live podcast right now. They're in in the live audience. Uh, I think it's Amy Wright and Holly. They're both going to be driving up from Chattanooga, possibly with some family as well. So that's a major road trip for them. I believe that they, is dedication. That's right. I think Kim from Highland, Indiana. I believe she's making a, a weekend trip and coming down. Uh, that's about a four and a half hour drive for her. We have. Our, it's confirmed that we have a couple listeners from Erlanger, Kentucky, Fort Mitchell, Kentucky, that are literally ten minutes away. And so they're going to be coming. We have Cincinnati listeners. We have Dayton, Ohio listeners. It's going to be a blast. And if you are looking for a road trip, I would love to have you come. And we are so far. We have two door prizes. Uh, one is going to be, and uh, we're going to take. A, we're going to basically have some kind of a raffle for. Uh, not raffle raffle i think you buy stuff for but uh yeah, door
1: prize kind of like you, you you pick a number
0: and yeah gets it like a you know yeah, yeah when you come in and sign in on the guest list you'll be given a ticket or something with your with a number and uh two, so far two people will walk away with a, a gift one will be this puzzle that i'm holding in my hand it's called the mystery of the island jigsaw puzzle from lost it's Ooh. set number three of four it's unopened and it's the one with the numbers and when you put it together, it's a thousand-piece puzzle. When you put it together and flip it on its back, uh, if you have some kind of black light or something, it's supposed to have clues as to what's going on and lost. So oh, that's wow.
1: kind of like the inside the hatch.
0: Exactly, very much like that. And then also another door prize that we'll draw for is a color photo printer, and I believe it's a Canon one. So, uh, all right. So, and if anybody out there has a, a business. Where you basically uh, have products that you would like to maybe kind of uh, just put out there in front of the audience. If you would like to donate a gift to give away as a door prize for people who are who are making the effort to commute all the way out to this Live Lost podcast, send me an email at podcast at ravenscraft.org. And uh, we will definitely give your business credit for those door, door prizes, and we'll mention you in the podcast. So, very
1: excited about and the you, March seventeenth you know, date. I, uh, when I heard you talking about that, giving away that color printer on the um, my crazy life podcast today. When you know The way you set it up was kind of funny. You said, well, you know, we got this new computer system, and we're going to give away this printer. I thought you were going to give away your old printer. <laughs> <laughs> no. I thought, that cheapskate, he's giving away his old junk. <laughs> no, in fact,
0: um, I, I did go out and buy a brand new PC for the GSPN network here, and it came with, the, the package came with a printer. And I, I definitely don't need another printer, so... It's 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 never been opened, brand new. High. It actually says high quality photo prints. So I mean, it, it it's right supposedly on. a pretty decent printer, and so uh, somebody's gonna walk away with
1: it. So I, I'm just excited. I, I'm. Re- That's a heck of a door prize. And I guess if you don't win the printer, you can always get a burrito.
0: That's right. That's right. Although although you'll have to it, it's
1: it's B Y O M. Bring your own money for your burrito. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And, you know, the thing is, if you don't end up having it at Chipotle, you know, that being March 17th, you can always have it at an Irish pub, and then it'll be really rocking. Oh, that would be sweet, wouldn't it? You know, that's St. Patrick's Day.
0: Is it St. Patrick's Day? It
1: is indeed, March oh 17th. Oh, my
0: gosh. Every year. Green burritos for everyone. I'll bring my food cuddling. And
1: everybody's Irish on St. Patty's Day.
0: <laughs> Alrighty. And uh, just so you know, I I did get some feedback from the lame, uh, what what is it called? Initial reaction podcast. And the, my favorite one that was this mark. It said, "Hey Cliff, I just got to work and I haven't listened to the podcast yet, but I see that you're calling last night's episode lame. I ex-, let's see. I expected this episode to be subpar, but I have to respectfully disagree with you. And so." <laughs> And and, okay. and and basically, what I do is I look at this email, and I'm going to actually reread the email, and these I'm, I'm actually going to read actual words in order that they're written into this message, but take out some of the other words. And this is what this message actually says: Cliff, I haven't listened to the your podcast yet, but I have to res- respectfully disagree with you. <laughs> Oh, I see. Yeah, well, hey, you know. (laughs) It's it's great. Matter of fact, um, but it's so funny because Paul, uh, you know, I... Sounds like a politician. Yeah, no doubt. So Paul, I I, I emailed him and said, hey, you know, I understand what you're saying. Just give it a listen. And after he was done, he wrote back and he says, hey, I'm listening to your podcast now. You make some valid points. (laughs) So... Okay, uh, you, you win some, you lose some and I just want to tell people the initial reaction podcast that you hear on Thursday morning what you will get is no more th- and no less than Cliff and Stephanie's first thoughts about the episode. I mean this is no we're not even looking into deeper stuff we're not trying to depict, you know tear apart anything and trying to dissect it and understand what they're trying to say we're not looking, saying we're not trying to be objective, this is Cliff and Stephanie's own personal this is what we walked away with our first few minutes after watching this episode this is how we feel and that's what you get in that episode however when we come here on the weekend if you're looking for an objective view on Lost and the most recent episode whether or not Cliff liked it or not this is the show that gives that better look at the episode and and I realize that listeners had come to enjoy that from us in the past and that's why we're doing the weekend show as well as the initial reaction podcast. So, just wanted to clear that up, get that out of the way and now, let you guys now, know. Cliff,
1: you know, there when I first saw those show notes, I didn't think that you were talking about the it being lame. I thought it was lame and I thought you guys were going to do a whole production number. <laughs> and and I was I was very disappointed that that I didn't see any kind of, you know, or hear any kind of great, you know, big production numbers from you
0: well i did sing in there i think stephanie didn't i yeah a little bit (laughs) okay so i mean i tried all righty so let's go ahead and get this thing started and i think we should start off with a little character analysis
3: lost character analysis
0: okay mark so you you heard our initial reaction is that correct I did, yeah. Okay. Now, obviously, uh, uh, quite a few people agreed with my reaction to the episode. But putting all of that aside, we're going to try to take an objective look at this episode of Lost, Stranger in a Strange Land. We've Everybody already knows how we feel about how soon it is for another Jack episode after the last one. We're not going to talk about that. But let's take a look and see what was good in this episode as it relates to characters. And I'm going to let you have the first say. What is it out of any of the characters that you want to bring in and analyze as we discuss this episode?
1: Okay, well, I mean, you know, the truth is I I am one of the first to say that I can't stand Jack. Okay, I don't like him as, I don't think he's, I don't like the character. I don't like the way he's acted. I'm not a big fan of Jack. But at the same time, I think every episode has some interesting stuff. So, I mean, I think even, even with regards to Jack, there's some interesting things, even though I don't really like the character. But I think, you know, this relationship between Jack and Juliet is going to prove to be a really interesting one. Juliet, I think, hands down, is, is, is like the character of, of this episode as far as character analysis because I think she's we're we're learning more and more about her and it's it's like you know an onion we get to see these layers we're peeling them back um, and it's gonna be one of those ongoing mysteries is she a good person or a bad person you know is she telling the truth or is she snowing you know is it a snow job um, so I, I think there's there's a lot to be said and I can't wait to to um, to learn more about her, yeah, I
0: I was really excited when they gave us the Juliet flashback and to see who she was before the island. And yes. you know that my the most telling, uh, you know we we've seen I, I guess what I'll call the hard nosed uh, Juliet, the the one who's you know just stone cold as far as in her a- interaction with Jack and with the other survivors as she's kind of been put in charge but there are two things that really give me the insight into who Juliet really is as a person on this you know on this show uh the very first one is when we were very first introduced to her you know they're playing the she sticks in the CD and she plays down, <laughs> that music downtown yeah, uh, and yeah. when she plays that she's she's she just starts bursting out crying. She's tired. She she's reminiscent. Now we know, or at least I think I know, that she's think she's missing home. She's missing the yeah.
1: The- she's thinking about her sister uh-huh. and what she's you know what she's missed there, what she's lost, what's what's you know no longer
0: in her life. And 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 that tells me. And then of course we see her flashback, and she's like you know you guys don't understand. I don't have anything to offer you. I you know she she. All, she she just for the first time we see her as what I'll call a real person and and I hesitate to say that because you know I know the others are real people, but you know what I'm saying the, so far the others are like this you know this ultra weird bunch of people that are just s- so stuck on their own beliefs but but I think that uh what we get with with her is that that she is
1: she's not one of them. Does that make sense? I think so in a way, but I also I've never I never really conceptualized the others as being this sort of weirdo cult freak people. I I always sort of was one of the ones saying you know the only difference between uh, the hero and the and the villain is your perspective you know in any kind of story and and uh, so I never really you know thought oh well these are just evil people it's just they have different goals. Let's say. Well, I, um, I, so, but, so, I, I, and, but, I get what you're saying, though. I think, yeah, of all of the others that we've seen, they've given us more glimpses into her as a person, and we, and we've been able to empathize with her and to really identify with her. You know, she, by showing her backstory, we're starting to see, ah, this was, this was a normal person, yes. who had, you know, who had this backstory, and in fact, she was this very loving, very capable, very intelligent uh, woman really cared about her sister and who had at one time cared about her husband who was also a brilliant scientist but sort of a jerk uh... I mean, in fact you know the kind of guy who tells his mother mom you're overbearing and i can't stand you and that's all we're have that's all i have to say about that right before he gets hit by a bus right yes. <laughs> so you know obviously she's had a lot to deal with um, so just as with any you know quote unquote villain or or bad people we 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 start to see ah wait a minute you know they have some of the same struggles and and uh, and uh, just problems that we do. You know, they're not just bad people, quote-unquote.
0: Right, and, and that's kind of where I was going uh, with my theory of what they're going to try to do as a community of writers for Lost in Season 3. Before Season 3 began, I really believed that they were going to try to get us to what you just said, sympathize with the others. And I'm already starting to feel myself, well, obviously, I, I feel that, Okay I, I really like Alex, which obviously she's not technically an other uh, in my own opinion. I, I have my own level of otherness I think I, I yeah so uh, she she's low on the otherness scale. but now you know I've got Juliet and I really you know I really like her. I, I'm, I'm I'm on her side in a way yet I'm hesitant to fully trust her. So I,
1: I'm glad that they're still yeah. keeping us on edge there. And, and you know part of it something I just I just had a thought about part of it is has a lot to do with the actress because she probably more than anyone else is kind of like the female equivalent of Michael Emerson she has got this amazing ability to sort of pull you in suck you in and and, and sort of you know you're you're empathize with her and then turn it on a dime and be like cold hearted and I mean she's got that quality uh, as an actress Ah, uh, to be able to just turn on a dime the way Michael Emerson does, and he—he's you know, brilliant at it. And I think that it was a—it was a suitable foil because rather than just having them both, want you know, having the same goal, well, here it is—they're very similar types of people, and they have opposite goals, you know, or at least um, conflicting goals. Right. And as we're starting to see little by little, you know, we're starting to to see the cracks. In the veneer. I mean, you know, the very beginning when she's, you know, running around at the book club talking about, well, I, you know, I thought we had something known as free will. You know, it's obvious that she's the one who's got a little chutzpah and she's going to stand up to him because she can.
0: Yeah. And, and, and so, and, and Juliet's not the only one that I'm, I'm really starting to like. And I see that other people have already brought it up in the, in the forum, but, but Tom is another character that I, I just can't help but like. I mean, he's a likable
1: guy. Yeah. Yeah. And, and and I think so especially after after the way we saw him the first several times when we thought either he was the leader of the others and he was this quote unquote bad guy when it turns out no he was just doing his job playing his role doing the thing he was supposed to do and now we start to get to see him uh, a little more vulnerable right and so here's
0: here's here's the thing stephanie said you know by the way can i remind me where we're at now talking about tom because I'm going to I'm going to go off for just a moment cuz I just realized that you know we had a pre-show where before I hit the record button that I had explained where Stephanie was. Yeah. Uh, I, I have not <laughs> people are in it. the
1: chat room going, where the heck is Stephanie? <laughs> <I just laughs> and who see is that. this weirdo on the th- on the phone with Cliff.
0: <laughs> well that we we introduced you. Uh so but the thing is, is Stephanie is uh has decided to not record with us this evening because um basically there wasn't a whole lot more that she really wanted to say regarding this episode of Lost. It definitely wasn't her favorite as as everybody's pretty much aware. And so
1: I, you know, it, it's. I'm sorry. Someone in the chat room just said Steph has a deeper voice now, but can she still snort? <laughs>
0: there you go. There so, you go. but anyway, Stephanie Stephanie has decided to to uh, let Mark sit in her place so that uh, he can share maybe more of a. Uh, a perspective that's more objective and, and uplifting regarding this episode, because really, honestly, she she was she's she really didn't like this episode. I so. feel like
1: I'm in the minority in the in the not hating category. I mean, I didn't hate the episode, you know. I mean, I didn't love it. I didn't think it was the best episode, because as you know, I'm not a big fan of Jack. But it was still a pretty decent episode. Right. Well, we'll get back into that in the in the
0: listener feedback, and we're going to ask people what they thought when we open up the phone lines. But let me get. I, so I just wanted to explain where Stephanie was, but now back at this time, I, I remember when going I, again I remember going into the season three, and I'm like, Stephanie, I know y- y- we're going to come into this season, and they're gonna make a start. They're gonna try to make a start to to f- you know feel sympathy or empathy or yeah. or feelings of you know that we really like some of the others. And she goes, It'll never happen. It'll never happen. And and the biggest example of this is. Not Juliet. It's not Ben. It is Tom because I'm remembering season one finale. How much I hated that guy who took Walt. <laughs> We're gonna have to take. We're the gonna boy. have to take the boy. <laughs> you know, I mean, like, if you would have told me, okay, I when I said that to Stephanie. When I said or or who can forget when you walk into a man's house, do you put your feet up on the table? Well see also you had
1: you had a little bit more of a, a mental hur- or an emotional hurdle to get over because of the whole connection with Stephanie's dad, right? yeah,
0: exactly <laughs> <laughs> so so here's the situation. It, when I was saying that to Stephanie that we're gonna start, maybe the writer's gonna try to make us like some of the others when when I said that, I was thinking, Ben. I was thinking, Mrs. Clue, you you know somebody like that. You know they're yeah. gonna try to make us like that person. But if, if Stephanie would have said, "Oh, come on, you really think you're gonna like Mr. Friendly or Zeke?" I'm like, "Okay, no, that's one. No, the yeah. the guy that no, I'm never gonna like
1: him." And now look at me. I I'm totally Tom. Well, again, that's the that's sort of the proof of what I was talking about. That you know, good writing anyway would would uh, insist that you flesh out the characters in such a way that we can see bits of ourselves in them and that we can really identify with with something because you know real life has that kind of ambiguity there's such thing as a, a, a bad person or you know, an all bad person or an all good person you know we're all people that are that are uh, going after our goals as we see them and we do things that in relation to other people might feel bad or good right um... and and i like you know, a piece of art that's that, that's willing to do that and not simply be a fluff kind of TV show where there's the good guys and the bad guys.
0: Exactly, and and so I I think you're right. And in fact, I, I'm going to I'm going to tell you that I have the utmost faith in the writers of Lost. And this is why I say it. I you know, regardless of the rumors of what may happen or may not happen to the future of a certain cast member. On the show of Lost, and I don't want to share anything that might be Uh-oh. spoilish.
1: Yeah, we're living spoiler free here.
0: Well, somewhat, but uh, at least in this portion <laughs> of the po- <laughs> this portion of the podcast, we certainly are. However, I want to tell you that I am giving the writers the chance. I mean, I'll never be able to forgive them for how they introduced Nike and Apollo Bar. <laughs> okay. Are you back
1: on that one again? <laughs> How,
0: well, here's the thing. What I'm saying is that I told Stephanie that I would never stop calling them that, uh, unless it slips out that I might accidentally call them Nikki and Paul and Paolo. Uh, but or, but the thing is, is that I said I would never call them by their real names unless for some reason the writers were able to switch the way I feel about them. And the fact that they've been able to make me go from what I thought about uh, Tom when he took Walt away from Michael to how I feel about Tom now, I'm saying I think they could pull it off. I don't think they'll ever – well, let's just put it this way. It will be a miracle. It will be a miracle. It would be more of a miracle <laughs> than what they did with Meredith Grey on Grey's Anatomy. It will be a bigger miracle than that
1: if they can actually Uh-oh.
0: make me feel comfortable with how they brought Paolo and Nikki onto this island.
1: Well, you know, I mean, with all the all the flack they got, I'm, I won't be surprised if we just never hear from them or see them again. <laughs> that would be funny. <laughs> you know, just silently let them fade into the background, just like so many of the other uh, characters who are actual characters. And I mean, you know, Rose and Bernard. Hello. Where yep. are they haven't seen them all season.
0: Well, you know, they're having fun themselves. Yeah right exactly. <laughs> but they're not showing that stuff on TV. It's all got to be now Sawyer that the and cancer's Kate.
1: in remission, they're having a good old time. That's right. <laughs> oh
0: my goodness. So uh, yeah. So character analysis. Um, I want to talk about Alex.
1: I really like her character. She is such a fun yeah. character on this island. Yeah. She's kind of like she's she's sort of like a um. Oh, how do I say? It? Kind of like this sort of pixie-ish. Sort of, um, you know, like a Tinkerbell kind of character. You know? She I mean, is, isn't In she? In the sense that she's she's always there to help, but she, you know, she's she has a certain way of of maneuvering about. Uh, yet she can also she also has a little bit of pull, obviously, because emotionally, you know, he, he's willing to do things for her that he wouldn't be willing to do for other people. Um, so I, I think you know she it'll be interesting to see what happens with her, especially with regard to the whole Rousseau thing. I mean that's just left unanswered and I really want to get back to that on the other on the other island, the main island.
0: Yeah, that that's going to be great when they when they finally go and track down Rousseau and and tell her that they found Alex. I mean that so much is is going to go down when that happens and I can't wait. But what I really like about Alex is is I guess the way that I would uh, define her is is spunky. You know, she and, do you oh, remember yeah. do you remember the old TV show Punky Brewster?
4: <laughs> That's Alex.
0: <I'm> here. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she is totally I mean, she's just out there and and she's herself. She she's independent and and she's got a slingshot.
1: Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> That's what they're talking about in the uh in the chat room here. People that they love her slingshot.
0: <laughs> <clears throat> she she's just a great character all around. Now, there was a new character that was introduced, and I'm not talking about you know uh, the tattoo artist ba- Ashara. What, uh, yeah, Ashara. Uh, but I'm talking about is it Isabel?
1: Isabel, I believe, is the name of the of the blonde woman, the interrogator, the sheriff. Yes, the there, sheriff. She's the sheriff. She. <laughs> you guys have a sheriff. <laughs> she
0: is an excellent character. I mean, I, I I'm sitting there, Isabel. That is, I never would have imagined an Isabel on the island. Well, yeah, I mean, I well, mean you her- notice
1: each time they introduce an other, uh, cha- uh, you know, a character from the others who is somewhat of an authority figure, they they have to sort of live up to this sort of tough, cold veneer, and then we'll start to see little bits of humanity underneath that. Yeah, uh, I mean, it, it was true of obviously of Ben. We've seen both. Uh, it was true of Juliette. Leave a little bit of Miss Miss Clue, who again, we're sort of you know, where is she? What's what's up to her? I mean, we would have expected her to come in, you know, being already being an established character, just sort of adjudicate, you know, the the problem with uh, with Juliet. But so, what's up with this older blonde woman?
0: You yeah, know? and and I I think you know the question obviously is like okay. So have you found yourself like wondering you know through each new character that's introduced in Otherville do you do you find out you know wishing that they all had uh, uniforms and and like stripes
1: on their shoulders so you knew who had the ranking where they well but uh, no not really actually cuz i kind of i i have this idea i really feel like their society is structured in such a way that Yes, there is some kind of hierarchy, but it isn't that explicit. You know, it's not like general and colonels and, and uh, you know, majors and, and sergeants and privates. I mean, I don't think that it's, it's, it's based in that kind of way. Um, I think that there are certain people that are authority figures and that they have a certain degree of, like they probably each have their domain of, of area where they're sort of in charge. Um, I mean, you can see it. Obviously, Juliet was sort of in charge of the medical stuff, and because that's her expertise. Um, ben is in charge of, you know, everything, and maybe, and maybe it really is that uh, that Isabel is in charge of of the justice area. <laughs> the Justice League. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. She's the, She's the sheriff. You know? <laughs> she is the sheriff. So here's the Miss Clue is the is the is the queen of deception. (laughs) Is there anything else as far
0: as character analysis that you want to talk about before we jump into um, the exploring the mystery bit?
1: Well, I guess if 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 that in regards to Ashara I think we should talk about her but I don't know if that's going to be in with regard to the flashbacks and exploring the mystery or well, let's just let's a leave her as thing.
0: let's leave her as a as part of the mystery because I mean really she's not going it doesn't seem like she's going to be a recurring character uh that that plays into like everything else in the in in the interaction of the the way people
1: function oh, okay. but but hey, we mean, have people in the chat room begging us to talk about Carl Oh yeah, okay. We can talk about Carl. What do you think and about it, Carl? And it is Carl with a K, I believe. Yeah, yes, it is. Someone just said subtitles call him Carl with a K. Um, he, you know, for I, I, th- I thought it was interesting that they established through Carl, we're able to sort of get a sense of the of the culture of the others, um, and you know, they obviously are interested in a, in he's interested in astrology and the stars. Um, you know, we get to hear a little bit about their notions of justice and and what's important to them um but also it's it's weird because he's in this sort of fog i mean he's he's obviously his real character is is being expressed at moments and then sort of this brainwashing is just sort of coming out you know he loves you as he loved jacob yeah You know, things like that just sort of come out and whereas i think what was happening why they were reconditioning him is because his individuality his individualism had been expressing itself through his this love affair that he was having with alex and i think they saw that as a threat i mean it's it's interesting you know this whole adolescence and i mean i guess they're both in late adolescence but still it's that period where you know they're where all kids are rebellious they're they're wanting to question what they've been taught their whole lives and they they unlike maybe some of the adults have obviously grown up in this whole society since they were children they might have been taken just the way wall and and some of the other kids were taken when they were really young so it's interesting to see sort of that struggle happening within him.
0: Yeah, and, and it makes me wonder where he came from on the island. You know, how did he get there? Um, I mean, we, we, have an, we, have, we believe we have an understanding of who Alex is and, and, and how she got to the island. You know, but seemingly Carl is about her age. And, you know, I mean, were these people bringing families over when they came to work with whoever it is they're working with?
1: Mm-hmm. Well, and it could be also. I mean, you know, we've had we've heard several theories about time on the island, and or um, any kind of you know medical experiments they're doing to 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 sort of mess with. I mean, maybe these are kids who were taken not terribly long ago, uh, and then just sort of artificially aged. So maybe maybe mentally they're not as uh, you know mentally and emotionally they're not as developed as their physical bodies are. Right. I mean, I, that's that's a theory that I haven't really heard bandied about too much.
0: Yeah. Well, let's go ahead and move into the character analysis because I think there's a lot to discuss as, as far as. Uh, not character analysis, analysis, the exploring the mystery because I think there's a lot to discuss there. So here we go.
1: We're lost on an island, running from boars and monsters, freaking polar bears. I've looked into the eye of this island and what I saw was beautiful. Lost. <laughs>
0: exploring the mystery. Way we miss Rem, don't we? Freaking polar bears! Freaking man. polar bears! <laughs> Alrighty. So yeah, there there are some great things to discuss here. As far as um, I'll let you talk about Ashara because I think that you probably followed that storyline more than I did because I was pretty much yelling at the TV screen about how boring it was. So Mark, I'll let you go with that.
1: I, I just, I, it was kind of interesting. It sort of you know establishes that there, there, here's this sort of you know she's this panther like seductress and she sort of almost lures jack in but it but then it's it's almost like she you know she's meant to as much as she protests at the end like the whole goal is to get him tattooed uh, i guess essentially uh, even though she makes a big show of protesting that she doesn't want to tattoo him and that she doesn't want him to know who she is and what she does um, you know the way she goes about that is to slowly reel him in and get him basically obsessed with finding out more about her. Um, you know this whole flying a kite thing I thought was was just sort of an interesting metaphor. You know for like he's teaching, she's teaching him something that is the simplest thing that any kid would know. Uh, and she makes a comment about how you know uh, about that, and he says, "Well, you know, I just you know my dad you know didn't teach me and I." I d I don't want to hear about your dad or whatever she says. <laughs> <laughs> and that so, was,
0: I wonder if that was the writer saying, Yeah, we understand, we're giving you another Jack flashback and you don't want to hear anything out about it, anything else about daddy issues. Do
1: you uh, I, think yeah, that- probably not. No. I think that they were actually using that to to uh to underline some stuff that's going on, you know, and the connections that they're gonna make with, with Jack's dad down the line. I gotcha. Um you know and because remember there's still the big unanswered question about the um the possible half sister you know oh uh, yeah that I so about you know that. there's a lot of there's a lot of dad you know of of shepherd's dad thing that has to still get worked out right dr so, shepherd senior i guess
0: so let me ask you what do you do you think do you think she actually had some kind of supernatural gift
1: ashara I don't know that it was necessarily supernatural, but I mean it was definitely. I think you know there there was a little bit of discussion in the uh, in the discussion boards about about tattooing and the significance that it has in some some cultures. And uh, I remember you know I brought this up. I remember seeing a program, an Anthony Bourdain program, where he goes into Borneo, Malaysia, and. Uh, goes deep, deep, deep into the jungle and meets uh, a tribe there. And, you know, that's one of the tribes where it really has a a huge amount of significance, you know, Uh, who's allowed to be tattooed. And, for example, like some of the tattoos are only, you know, you get a tattoo when you've had a kill and you get a a certain tattoo for each kill and it sort of signifies who you are within the tribe. Um, So, you know, to sort of introduce that whole notion that different uh, cultures hold that, with certain reverence. I mean, it's almost like a like has a religious significance for us. I mean, you know, a a Catholic who, you know, would say, you know, you just don't take the the communion host if you're unless you're baptized Catholic, you know. Right. Um, You know, these are these are the kinds of uh, religious or cultural taboos that, you know, don't get tread on lightly. And I think they wanted to establish that Jack feels like he can do that. And he even felt compelled to do it you know whether it's just out of trying to to find himself or find something but then we see that there are consequences that you become an outcast in the society if you if you sort of cross that line now
0: um, do you do you think cuz there was I saw somebody write somewhere in a forum that that Jack became a leader when he was tattooed and I didn't get that and tell me if i'm wrong cuz i i may have missed it but but my understanding was that she says that my my did she say the word gift? I have a gift, and a, my gift is that I I'm able to see who people really are.
1: Yeah, I think I think that was whether or not she specifically said those words. I think yeah. that was the gist. The gist yeah. of it is that you know the thing like is who is, they really are. Like, yeah, you know like look into their soul sort of.
0: Exactly, I can I can see inside and see who the person really is, and and then I you know I I basically I I paint that with tattoo and 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 that's what i do so I, I don't think that necessarily she she basically put a tattoo on it and then all of a sudden it's like oh so i'm now a leader you know it was it was something that she saw within me and it here's a correlation that it kind of reminded me of the whole tattoo situation and then going in and trying to find out who you are am i this person or this person i mean it for jack it was the tattoo lady Okay. And, and for Locke, it was the sweat tent. I'm a hunter. Yeah.
1: And these are both religious rituals in different cultures. I mean, the, you know, they have significance much more so than in our Western culture. Exactly. So, I, I mean, mean you, 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 know, you hear the whole sweat lodge thing or the, you know, smoking peyote kind of thing, you know, you have visions and it's supposed to, you know, it's like a vision quest, um, you know, or a walkabout, maybe in Aboriginal culture. You know, you walk around in the desert and you're deprived of water. It gives you visions, and then you find out who you are. <laughs> you know.
0: Now, what about the meaning of the tattoo? Now, the, I mean, obviously, in the episode, it it's unclear. I mean,
1: what does the thing really say? Yeah. Oh, there. I, I mean, I'm not on the on that particular um, forum uh, discussion, but I think someone said that. No. I mean, it's been it's been shown that it doesn't actually say what they're saying it is in the episode it's you know it's something else but I think you know for the sake we I think we should we should trust what they tell us in the context of the episode and at least what Isabel uh, said you mean yeah exactly I we should trust that I mean regardless of what the actual characters mean because obviously we have to remember that uh, Matthew Fox had this tattoo going in so they're just trying to write around it you know I don't think that they I don't think he got the tattoo for the sake of the show right so I think they're just trying to work around that um, now. But they, I think they say it's not specifically "stranger in a strange land," but as he is, he walks among us, but is not one of us. And that, when I heard that, I thought, oh well, there they go. They're making the uh, the reference, the allusion to the line in Exodus, which is all about you know where the, we get the title "stranger in a strange land." Uh, Moses was most definitely a character who walked among them, but was not one of them. I mean, he grew up. With the Egyptians. Exactly. And then he discovered who he was. And gee, what other characters do we have who grew up among people whom they might not have been part of? You know, maybe Alex, maybe Carl, maybe all of the young people who are the others are in that situation, you know? All right. Now I, mean, look, I don't know if that's a, stre- a total stretch, but I really definitely see a, you know that they're making a very strong connection to Exodus uh, chapter two, well, and, verse twenty-two.
0: And and there's obviously so much connection to the Book of Exodus throughout all of Lost. And yeah. uh, I mean we don't have to rehash it all here now. But you had mentioned you know Alex and some of the younger people. Let's talk about some of the younger people that we got to see again. Uh, yeah, Jacks yeah. in the cage. The and, brother and the sister, and we saw the brother and sister, and we saw them with the teddy bear, and so, and then we saw Cindy and a whole group of people. and And Stephanie and I kind of joked that it looked like they were on a field trip to the zoo.
1: And they, uh, they they clearly were. They had they were probably on a field trip from the the town, you know, other town on the main island. They brought them over in the ferry because you notice they were wearing very casual clothes, very clean white, you know, in the case of some of them, white linen pants. Um, the, the children were very clean. Uh, you know, they obviously were brought over. They weren't working here on the, on the work island, the Alcatraz Island. Um, and it's, it seems to me as though they were here to watch the trial. They were there to participate in this community function, which was, you know, judging Juliet. Oh, I never really thought about that.
0: What what th- what got me so thrown off was two things. Well, first of all, the fact that Jack runs Cindy off without asking any questions. kind of Yeah, upset that, that's kind of
1: funny. Yeah, I would have been like, hey, you know, we knew you before. What's the deal? What's going on here? I, Who's what? We need intelligence. Yeah,
0: no doubt. He's like, can I ask you a couple questions? The first thing I say to her is not going to be, get out of here, you know? But, but, the, besides, well, but that's Jack for you. <laughs> no doubt. That's the writers of Lost for you. But here's the situation I'm wondering. The, who brings a bunch of kids to go look at a man who's, in, who's, who, who's been locked in a cage and it seemingly is no big deal? I mean, it seems to me that these kids must already have been experiencing
1: some of the brainwashing yeah they're they're saying hey look you know you have to behave don't don't go against us because this might happen to you I mean look at I mean you know you don't want to go to see a pay a visit to room 23 you know with the uh, with the um, uh, clockwork orange goggles you know no down <laughs> but it, it just seemed kinda of weird that something
0: has happened to these kids in that you know th- those that little boy and that little girl I mean, had had they been on, you know, had they been able to stay with, well, let's see, Bernard. Let's just say they, you know, Bernard took good care of them, and 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 they pretty much stayed safe. And then all of a sudden, they come over and and with the rescue party or something like that, and they come and see Jack in this cage. I mean, they're gonna be flipping out. Why is he in a cage? You didn't see any of that. And then, no, and then there no. was an older person uh, in the in the people that were viewing. Jack gets up, says something. And this guy like jumps three foot off the ground,
1: startled, like, <gasps>
0: "What in the world?" And and it's like. What do you, what do you expect? You know, I mean. Yeah,
1: I, I don't know I don't know what to say about all of that. i I really don't know what to make of it exactly. I mean, I have my suspicions, but I don't think we have enough evidence. I think they really want it to be a total, complete mystery. Like, like you know, they're they're definitely setting up their culture as being very different from you know from American slash European culture that we're used to.
0: Right. We're gonna bring on a, one of our listeners who's hit the request the talk button. Shand Glenn, uh, go ahead.
1: Well, I think it's
2: kind of interesting that they actually asked about Anna Lucia. I don't think an other or anybody who was now under the control of the others would really care to ask about Anna Lucia, do you?
1: Um I think, I think that the, from, from my point of view, I feel like they've always shown a reverence for innocence and for childhood. I mean, they respect these children. They respect Walt. They, like, they've always made a big deal about these kids, even though they were, quote-unquote, kidnapping them. They were, you know, they, in fact, they say, well, we were giving them a better life. So I don't think that they would seek to really like, quash that natural curiosity.
0: You know, it, it, I'm sitting there thinking if I was Jack at that point and Cindy just asked, the the little girl wants to know, is Anna Lu, you know, how's Anna Lucia? You know, I, I'm sitting there thinking, what would I say? Cindy, do, are you aware that the people that allow you to walk freely among here, <laughs> that they actually, you remember Michael? They they made Michael kill Anna Lucia,
1: well, no, hold on. They, they didn't make him kill Ana Lucia. Michael chose to kill her That's to true. get to achieve his goal. Okay. His goal was to was to uh, get Ben. You're um, absolutely correct. I, I totally apologize. And if you notice, the other times people have been killed since then was always about, you know, they made a point. You have the choice. They told son, you know, you don't have to do this. You're a good person. So they really see killing as being, quote, unquote, a bad person thing. Right. Um. So I don't think they that you know they certainly didn't tell him to kill Ana Lucia, um, and not and not Libby. That's for sure. Yeah, but I I
0: would have <laughs> at least told Cindy what these people are capable of. That they would do something and and would you know instigate something to to the point yeah. where it would lead to to what it has. I mean, I, I'm just really frustrated that they really didn't that Jack didn't actually have more to say to Cindy and
1: and. You know, and again, why wouldn't the kids have asked about Mr. Echo? Yeah, I mean they didn't know his name, but they could have said, "What about that nice man who pulled me out of the water and saved me?" <laughs> you know? No doubt. So, or or a good friend Libby. Yeah, right.
0: You know, so man, I, I, I tell you, I I was a little bit bummed with that, and and I'm, again, I don't want to go into a negative review, but I will tell you that was one of my major letdowns was the fact that. You know, I thought the I thought this episode was going to be a, at least the island parts of it were going to be a little bit more about Cindy because they showed us that part.
1: Yeah, and, and, and that's clearly the fault of of a, you know. The, here's another example of how the divisions uh, of the of this mul- large multinational company just aren't working together. Obviously, the producers didn't put that together. It was ABC's promotions department that put that together. To make us think we were going to get a lot more mysteries answered,
0: right? And and in fact, the if you listen to the most recent episode of the official Lost podcast at a uh, an absolutely terrible, horrifying sixty four kilobits per second uh, run, <laughs> you will hear them, give it up, Cliff. <laughs> I know. You will hear them complain about the the promos and how the 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 promos promise of you know they they actually literally complained that so many people they they made way too many promises in the promos made for these episode upcoming episodes that you know five major all five answers that you've always wanted to know will be answered and 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 Damon and Carlton is like how many are we going to answer well yeah, right. we're going to see that Cindy's still there and we're going to we're going to see this but we're we're going to know his tattoos
1: but that's only two what is son making for dinner no doubt. Dun, 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 dun.
0: <laughs> so anyway we have another caller that wants to join in uh Josh uh, you're on the line go ahead
3: all right, um, I just want to say the one part of the episode that I, I really liked, it was right at the beginning, and I was hoping we get more of it, was where um, right at the beginning where Jack is talking to Tom, and he, he starts pointing out all these horrible things that the others had done to them, which we've all been wanting him to say the whole time. And Tom basically says, then, well, people in glass houses shouldn't throw stones, which says that there's something in Jack's past that they know about which doesn't really give him the liberty to make those kind of um, statements to him. So I was really hoping that we would get more of that from this flashback—something that he had done in his past that was awful.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, I think they've been hinting at that all along. I mean, Jack. You know, why why is he so tortured? Why does he feel compelled to fix everything? I mean, you know, that's been—and that's one of the things that. Yeah, I, I agree with you. They they should have answered at least a little bit of it.
0: Yeah, that, and that was a good conversation, and and that's why I'm saying I really do. There there were some good qualities to this episode, and 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 that's why I'm glad that we're having this weekend look at this because uh, these are some of the things that I really wanted to to point out and show that you know although the initial reaction from myself wasn't that great it's it's coming here and taking another look and having everybody else's perspective uh, be a part of this and I want to encourage people to hit the request to talk button as much as you want uh, as we're going through this conversation we'd love to have more
1: live callers. Participate in this
0: episode. So, by all means,
1: <laughs> Rachel said, We we don't know what Cindy and the kids have been doing. And, uh, and, uh, uh, Mushand answers, Shopping at the Walmart. I guess that's that, that island Walmart of yours. <laughs> I'll tell you, we have, yeah, we have actually, that's the Jay and Jack's,
0: wa- uh, super. Oh, that's,
1: was that Jay and Jack? Yeah, oh, right. That's that, right. I'm j- sorry. Gotta give
0: credit where credit's due. <laughs> I definitely can't take credit for that one. So, Jay and Jack, yes, we, your, your super Walmart has, proliferated throughout all lost community the
1: lostosphere
0: that the the lostosphere so i'm going to do something that i normally wouldn't do and i'm going to put rachel zc lisi on the spot and the only reason i'm going to do that she happens to be on the phone and not dialed into the computer so if she has something that she wants to say she has she's on line 15 exactly Uh, and she has no way to request a talk so rachel we've been talking a lot have you wanted to interject anything into this discussion so far no, I
5: haven't. Okay. And actually I'm on the computer, <laughs> but yeah, it, it doesn't give me the option to uh, to
0: talk. So. Well, they're, they're going to work on that with talk shoes, just so you know. Uh, they're going to do a thing where we can hit like uh, star T or star 8 or something like that eventually. Uh, so that will be coming in the, in the future, within the next couple months, hopefully. Uh, Shan Glenn, uh, again, wants to comment. And so, Shan, you're back online with us. Go ahead.
2: Yeah, I, I'm just kind of wondering. We've got all these little itty-bitty things that they revealed to us, but I think they may end up being bigger than what we really realize at this point in time. Um, there may be something more to Jack's tattoos than we realized. There may be something more to Anna or the kids and them asking about Anna Lucia. And, you know, we did finally get a final clarification that Alex's dad is Ben, or at least she looks at him as her father. So they I think these things are going to end up being explained away or explained later on down the show.
1: Right. Absolutely, I, yeah.
0: Yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense. And so uh, one of the other things I want to point out is the whole uh, Jack standing up for um, uh, Juliet. Oh, right. That yeah. was an excellent scene uh, where she's, you know, when they're going in for questioning at the local precinct,
1: uh, <laughs> with the sheriff,
0: with the sheriff, and and it, 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 you know I'm I'm waiting for Jack to say you know I'm not saying anything till my lawyer gets here, <laughs> but anyway <laughs> okay so that wasn't that funny, uh, but anyway why why do you think Jack stood up for her I mean do you because Tom's like listen was it Tom that said listen she's she's just like no Alex Alex is the one right who warns this says what. Who, somebody warned Jack that no matter what you try to do, she's just like anybody else. She's, oh, she's right. one of them. Yeah. Who said oh, that? Oh,
1: geez. No, I'm not remembering right so, now. Somebody in our but forum. I do remember that.
0: Somebody quote. in our chat's going to tell us in just a
1: minute. Yeah, okay, so Rachel in. says
0: it was Alex. Alex said that, yeah. Okay. She says
1: three times that it was Alex. So yes, she does. Right.
0: So, so Alex says, listen, Jack, you, you got to understand, you, you can't stand up for her. It, or not that you can't. He's like, listen, I you know, they're gonna do this. I gotta stop it. You gotta help me. And she's like, she don't care about you. She's one of them. Something. And like that's that. one of
1: the things that underlined for me that she was, she's just as dangerous as Ben in a certain regard. That she's the type of person. She's very good at manipulating people. And I don't mean that in a derogatory sense. I mean it in a descriptive sense. There are people who are just master manipulators. They, they're able to get whatever they need from anyone. By empathizing with them, I mean it's a it's a it's a form of charisma that's very powerful, um, and she has from the very beginning established this relationship with Jack. I mean it's very much you know there's a lot of uh, um, psychological theory that revolves around the relationship between the jailer and the jailed, and I think that this is a good example. You know the way that Juliet has crafted the relationship with Jack from the beginning has been masterful in that regard. Yeah. Um, you know, and whether she did it in advance knowing that she would sort of need to use him to get off the island or to get out of trouble or whatever, I don't know. But certainly I think that people who have that as part of their character, you know, it's a, it's a form. I mean, in some regards, it's a good thing. I mean, if you see someone like the Dalai Lama who's like a master of that, of sort of, you know, empathizing with people on a sort of a negative side, you have people who are, it's almost that they're almost sociopaths to the degree that they can manipulate people. And I think she and Henry are very good examples of that. Right. Um,
0: One last thing that I wanna bring up in the mystery section here uh, talking about is the fact that I wonder why they didn't just call this the Scarlet Letter A
1: episode. (laughs) Well, because they were too busy making the uh, the, uh, allusions to Exodus. Oh, that's correct. <laughs> were, yeah, and there were too many. You know, of course, someone they're in the chat room chatting about the, the the brand. You know, the symbol that they it was branded on Juliet now, and of course, it's very interesting because people are seeing that that's a Scientology symbol, um, which I think is very uh, interesting that they would choose to do that given the um, the litigious nature of that particular uh, sect.
0: <laughs> no, see, I've not heard anybody state that that was a Scientology. Uh, symbol. So yeah, yeah. Have you no, seen that in the forums? A,
1: there's a thread in the forum, and that th- that it came up on an Easter egg site where someone took a screen capture of the of the of the brand, and then showed the Scientology cross. You know, as you know, that's it's a cross with with other um, spokes coming out of it, so it looks like a star, like a you right. know like, like a you know a star out in the sky, and uh, it's it looks like an upside down version of that. And okay. of course, you know, in Christian. Uh, symbology an upside-down cross obviously has a lot of meaning there too right so but the fact that it's an upside-down Scientology cross uh, makes it sort of interesting but I just I'm just thinking on in a real-world scenario I'm thinking that's that's really gutsy and and maybe kinda of stupid on the part of the uh, of the creators of lost to do that because the, you know Scientology has been known to, to to sue people for talking about them. yeah <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, we'll see how that goes. I, 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 I'm sure if, if you know, we'll I'm sure that'll play out in some future lost in the news story anyway. But now, do you think that the mark is to is to make her an outcast of some sort? As, as basically, you're no longer a part of our community. You can no longer attend our book
1: club meetings and. <laughs> well, I think I think historically, you know, marking or branding, you know, the, like you say, the Scarlet Letter, things like that have always shown in society that that someone has broken one of the taboos and is now sort of outcast. I mean, you know, you see in um, whether whether it's actual branding, you certainly are marked. You know, there's the you know the mark of Cain. You know, all of these sort of phrases that we have have to do with banishment or someone who is persona non grata or um, or someone who is shunned you know like in the um, in the Pennsylvania Dutch community you can be shunned for you know for breaking any of the of the codes so I think that there are definitely elements of that at play that we see their society has sort of a structure that allows for that are you familiar with the uh, cranky
0: fanatic uh, podcast that Big O does yes he and I and a couple other folks uh, did a faith-based um lost podcast it was I, I, it was called like a lost faith cast or something like that and we had we had cr- interviewed an author by the name i think it was christian pyatt regarding his book and we had a discussion at the end of it something came up that that just really just came to me as we were having a discussion and mark i'm going to ask you this have you ever heard of the shakers before yes and the, the shakers are a community of people that almost live in some kind of what i would call a utopian society in that they 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 seclude themselves off from the world meaning that that you know they pretty much have their own hos. They make their own hospital. They they build. You know. They they do everything for themselves. Yeah. They they don't depend on. They stick on any- to themselves too. Exactly. Yeah. They stick to themselves.
1: And they make fabulous furniture. Yes, they do. And brooms.
0: <laughs> you can't. Don't forget their brooms. But anyway, right. um, they, they did. And they got their
1: names from the fact that they were known to sort of shake when they were moved by the Holy Spirit. I exactly. Guess is the idea, right.
0: Yes. It, it was it was a form of a charismatic. Kind of faith, and one of the attributes. There were two things. Now we have a Shaker village uh, in Lexington, Kentucky, about an hour and a half south of here, and so I, we. I've been there several times, and two things really stand out to me. Uh, about actually, a couple things. One of the things that stand out is number one, it is a religious organization kind of thing, uh, and and it's kind of a utopian society uh, where they do everything for themselves. They're secluded. The the things that really stick out though is that the Shakers were never a people that ever shunned technology. I mean, when cars came out, okay. the sha- the Shakers had cars. When okay. matter of fact, um, the so I,
1: unlike some of the uh, the Pennsylvania Dutch,
0: exactly, and unlike the Amish or some of the others, out uh, uh, similarly similar, similarly similarly, you know, exclusive kind of you know, we live on our own and do everything on our own, where they shun technology the shakers embraced technology and so okay. so they 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 didn't have any problem bringing in automobiles and even some of the older sisters of the of the shaker village uh, had websites uh, and as early, as late as you know <laughs> oh, wow. this was like 5 or 6 years ago they had their own website and and, and so they never shunned technology so that's one of the things that i, I really stands out to me here's the major thing about shakers though it how they how how they formed or how they grew their their community of people is that they re, they actually brought people in from the outside and incorporated them
1: into their community and they were, well they had to yeah and in fact awesome wells in the chat room was just saying you know because they have no sex i guess they they must have to uh, that's exactly it
0: <laughs> and they were able they were able to grow and become very popular during the depression because obviously people were you know people were out of their jobs they've lost everything and they couldn't afford to medicine they couldn't afford food but you know they could come the shakers would take them in And as long as they agreed to abide by the bylaws of the Shaker community, if they were if they were willing to uh, live according to the Shaker ways, then they could come and join that community and live peacefully among them. Now, Okay. okay. Now here's the situation: if a if a husband and wife and their children were brought into the community as you know coming in the husband and wife would no longer be husband and wife they would become brother and sister okay okay and so therefore and obviously there was no sexual relationships yeah hmm. here's the situation so you have no uh no without sex you cannot have children now I'm not saying that the well, unless other... you have a
1: fertility doctor on the island.
0: There you go. I'm not saying <laughs> I'm not saying that that the others is a shaker village, but I, I I'm seeing some things that go along and and that just totally well, blew me away.
1: And you know it's interesting you point that out and you point out the structure of some of these societies because you could go the other way and say well yeah there are plenty of other quote unquote utopian societies or messianic societies where there was no sex allowed but it was because the the guru or the leader figure declared that it'd be so and he of course took on all these you know you saw it with David Koresh you saw it in Jonestown uh... with people who declared that sex was not allowed except for you know the leader could take whoever he wanted in in sex and and procreate with all of these women i mean so we've seen it in a sort of darker more ominous uh, setting in real life in several of these kinds of societies right so here here's the here's the
0: thing i i was like so proud of myself as you as you may imagine when i came up with this during this this podcast that i had done with big o and 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 kurt from the black rock and and some other people and and so i was so proud of myself and then all of a sudden something hit me really big wapped whacked me right upside the face okay Pickett and his wife Colleen, <laughs> whatever.
1: Uh, <laughs> well, but yeah, and and, and Wait, uh, were they having sex though? Well,
0: well, the thing is, is they they were husband and wife, and that's all that matters. Okay. So anyway, that blew that. All. It, it kind of it deflated my my big bu- bubble. Yeah. yeah. Well,
1: also, see, we have to remember too that, and this is something that always makes me laugh when I read these very elaborate theories based on one teeny tiny little bit of evidence. It just doesn't work that way in a TV context when they're writing for a mass audience. You've got to see the, you've got to see enough preponderance of evidence from the show itself for any theory to really make sense within the context of the show. Uh, I mean, there are a lot of really wonderful, great theories that we're hearing, but until we see three, four, five pieces of evidence to fit that theory, then there's really, it doesn't really have much validity, you know? I mean, you gotta, you gotta employ Occam's razor, you know?
0: (laughs) Right. Now, I'll tell you what, let's, if you don't mind, I'm gonna go ahead and move us into Lost in the News. I have one- Absolutely. One news item that we're gonna share here in just a moment. After that, we're gonna go to listener feedback. So I'm gonna go ahead and ask people to start thinking of things that they wanna share, uh, I want. I mean, we can be, as random, we're not going to go based upon, you know, any kind of con- uh, conversation. It's just going to, you can jump all over the place. That's fine. You can talk about what you thought about the episode. Did you like it? Did you not like it? Anything like that. Um, and so please be willing to go ahead and hit the request to talk button because we'll get there in just a second. But first, let's take a look at Lost in the News.
3: Lost. In the news,
0: Mark. Before I share my story, because my my story is quite a bit on the sad note. Do you have any news that you're aware of uh, in lost in the lost community out there?
1: Um, no, I just I'm just curious what Vincent has in his mouth.
0: Oh. The- <laughs> <laughs> That's for the that's for the coming up on okay that's coming uh, no, up on no I lost. know I'm just kidding no okay. I don't have any lost
1: in the news to all report. right
0: well I have something very sad and and I'm not sure if everybody's heard about this uh, but I know my thoughts and prayers go out to the entire uh, the the lost crew the 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 whole production team uh, and the cast everybody of lost uh, there were two crew members that died of apparent heart attacks recently. Uh, It was reported uh, at the Honolulu Advertiser. It says two crew members of the ABC series Lost died of apparent heart attacks last week, according to the studio. Wow. One crew member died after collapsing on the set, and the other died while driving home from work. Uh, Obviously, the series is filmed in Hawaii. The studio confirmed the two deaths but declined to discuss the details for obvious reasons. (laughs) And uh, yeah, they basically yeah. uh, said, we're saddened by this tragic loss of life, and our thoughts are with their family said, an ABC spokesperson who declined to be named. So uh, that is an absolutely horrible thing to hear. And, uh, you know, this, as far as being fans of the show, I mean, we, we, I don't even know the names of these people, but I feel like, you know, we've lost somebody. And 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 I don't care if they changed light bulbs and and lights or what they did, uh. It, it's it's such a shame to hear that. And so our thoughts and prayers are are with the family members of those of those people who had died. And and obviously for for the entire cast and crew of Lost, our, our thoughts
1: are with you guys. Yeah, I mean it's it's a kind sort of thing, you know. It, it's. You're reminded in all this, amidst all this entertainment and us getting lost in it that it's you know, it is a show and it and it's a job for people and it's a community of real people that work on it and produce it just like, you know, people go into their office every day and there's a group of people there and and uh, you know, it's part of part of what goes on in life is that we, we end up losing people in communities. So it's good to take a moment and, and step back and reflect on that.
0: Absolutely. So let's go ahead and take some
1: listener feedback.
4: Yes, Colonel Locke. This line secure.
0: Line secure. Go ahead.
2: Hey, Cliff. Stephanie. Toy. This
5: is Michelle from Texas. This is Kim from Indiana.
2: Josh from California.
5: Jennifer from Florida. Sam in Tucson. Kimberly from California.
2: Paul in Memphis, Tennessee. Listener feedback. Target area is acquired. We are a go. Roger that.
0: All right, the first person on the phone is Lost Away Bonnie from lost.about.com. Bonnie, you're online. Go ahead.
5: Hi. Um I was just wondering what people think about I know this episode um, the general consensus is that it's not it wasn't as good as what people expected it to be. And I am thinking that it is from the promos and the overhype um, of ABC. And I actually have a poll running on my site, and 86% of the people agree that the episode would have been much
0: better without all the hype. I I would totally agree with that, Mark. I'm going to let you say something, and then I'll I'll respond. I
1: would agree, just in general, with TV is that the the suits don't get it. You know, uh, they just don't get it. They're worried about their numbers because they have to answer. To advertisers, and they—they in a way they almost don't care if they kind of ruin stuff for the viewers, and I think you know in a lot of times when we see these um, these previews, I think it gives away too much of the episode. You know, I mean we've we've seen Cindy saying that that you know we hit a watch and turn to the side ten thousand times. So when you actually see it in the in the show, it's kind of a letdown. If we hadn't, if they had never shown that to us, it would have been really exciting to us. I think.
0: Yeah, I, I I totally agree with that, and I and I do believe. Matter of fact, um, I I I was. What, what's weird is is this this actual, this episode did not f- fail to meet my expectations, because my expectations were not that high. Uh, I was excited. No. <laughs> I was excited to get to see Cindy, and sure that completely was a letdown for me when I had already seen. The part with Cindy in full forty times, uh, yeah. and there wasn't much more of it. <laughs> there so, wasn't. You see, like there were maybe three other lines that we didn't see. <laughs> no doubt. So yeah, I think that was a part of it. But I, I'm honestly, I'm going to share my own personal feeling is that the major issue was it. Sure, I'm tired of of the whole Jack backstory, you know. But regardless of how I feel about it, I honestly could have stood to have this story of Jack and his tattoo uh, and his flashback, I could have stood to have that and enjoyed it probably if it were season three, episode 17. But we had...
1: A bit farther down the line, you mean? It, it yeah.
0: was too soon for another... Episode from Jack it was
1: just way too soon and frankly it was way too soon to have any more Alcatraz based episodes or Jack Sawyer Kate You know, I mean I think it's time to like what's happening with Sun and Jin where are Rose and Bernard? Hey, Saeed remember him, you know, dude. What's up with Hurley? Yeah, there's a lot of stuff that we could have seen before that Absolutely, they could
0: have totally let this whole thing Stick off for a while and and give us some other stories. In fact, I yeah. I despised every who's doing Claire's hair. Yeah, I <laughs> I despised every moment of the episode that showed Jack or not Jack. Every moment of the episode that showed Carl and uh Kate, or not Carl. Uh, what's his name Sawyer 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 and, and Kate. Kate. I every single moment of uh, that they were on the screen. I despised. Those portions of the episode. As much as I liked Carl, I wanted to see Carl, and it was cool that he missed his girlfriend and laying in the field. What's going on at the beach? You know,
1: (laughs) that was horrible.
0: I I didn't want to see it, and and I. But now I'll
1: offer a slightly uh, differing perspective is that now, as far as anticipation, though, Achara. That I had a great deal of anticipation about her because all we saw in the previews was just this glimpse of this mysterious Asian woman, and so that intrigued me. They didn't have her speaking lines. They didn't explain a bunch. They just saw Jack and this beautiful Asian woman. So, you know, that that whole character was able to unfold for me in a way that was very intriguing.
0: Yeah, thank you very much, Bonnie. That was a that is a very good comment, and uh, I encourage people to go and check out Bonnie Koval's site. Uh, Bonnie has been doing has been contributing. <laughs> On a consistent basis to the Weekly Lost Podcast, she does our spoiler section uh, with the Lost preview. And uh, we always appreciate that. And she does her own uh, report online for Lost. She does some articles on a regular basis and does some fascinating articles. And if you're looking for things to read about Lost, I definitely encourage you to bookmark uh, the website. It's lost.about dot com so anyway with that we'll move on to our next caller who is Pam Pam where are you calling from I'm
5: calling
0: from Chicago I sent you guys that postcard that said Go Bears but you're I the lost. Go Bears girl I am. <laughs> you you did you hear on another podcast that you were the only reason I was rooting for the Bears in the Super Bowl That's nice yeah we were
5: there were, I was at a party and there were like people crying because they lost it was it was, really, it was bad here.
0: <laughs> well, what do you got to say about Lost?
5: Well, I first wanted to say that I totally agreed with you guys about the Kate and Sawyer stuff, that it was just really annoying. I thought Kate was being really annoying in this episode. But I, what I really hated was that montage at the end of the episode where they're showing Jack and Juliet looking all starry-eyed or whatever on the boat. I really hated that. I thought it was really too cheesy.
0: <laughs> okay i yeah i,
1: I can very definitely. titanic right we're it spread their arms
0: <laughs> i'm the king of the
1: world near far wherever you are
0: <laughs> all righty uh josh you're up next um go ahead
3: all right um while i was watching the episode i, I mean there were obviously things i was hoping were going to happen and um and as I was thinking about it later, I came up with kind of a, a small thing that I think would have maybe episode uh, just really cool, much better. I don't know if you uh, would like to hear it. Yeah, go ahead. Um, well, what I would do is I would have you know Jack in Thailand, whatever it was, and that he gets drunk because he's you know upset about his, his wife and all that stuff, connected to the actual other parts of his story. And then when he's drunk, he gets this tattoo, and it means absolutely nothing. And it's kind of, I would put that kind of like the writers almost making fun of us, kind of like how they always do when they say that Locke slipped on a banana peel, but actually putting it into the show. And then what I would do is I would have him, that he actually did um, meet Biling earlier, and that he would um, be walking around and, and he would see her and that she would be in trouble, and that in trying to save her, because you always have to save people, that he accidentally killed somebody.
4: And she says okay, and she says
3: okay, and she says okay. Look, look, you know, I'll fix it. You know, I know you're trying to help me. Um, You know, you're an American, so they'll, you know, they'll let you get out of the country and all that stuff. And so he leaves, and he has that behind him, and he has that kind of knowledge. And the tattoo is almost a reminder to him to never lose control, to never, to never drink and lose control, because that's what his father used to do all the time. And it's all this connection to himself that's a tattoo, what it says doesn't mean anything, but what it means to him and his life means
0: something. Wow, I, I like that. I, I mean, that would have been a good explanation that I think would have been feasible for the tattoo and, and, and a possible flashback and how they could have used that character in episode 17 of wow. season 3.
1: yeah, <laughs> right, later on. <laughs> the, the one thing that does trouble me about that is that I think it's, it's somewhat... Um, culturally ethnocentric to invent a storyline around a tattoo that has actual meaning Um, apparently the actual tattoo is a line from from a poem of Chairman Mao in Chinese Um, and it has to do with you know something in the sky like a bird in the sky or something like that so what I find troubling is that there are undoubtedly you know millions of people in the world who can read that who are watching the show who can read that and say that's not what it says you know what are you talking about plus it's in Thailand what are you talking about she you know why is a Thai woman going to be doing a Chinese tattoo on an American guy and it doesn't really say what you're saying it says
0: that that's a good point that is a good point I'll tell you let's let's go ahead and take two more callers and then we'll we will start wrapping this thing up and uh... Shan you're next on the line so we'll go ahead with you
2: did anybody happen to think that uh son's father could be involved with whatever this girl from Phuket is doing or involved with. I mean, Jack took a pretty big beating, and it kind of reminded me of some of the things that her dad had. Um, <laughs>
1: that that Jen, Jen used to do. <laughs> uh-huh.
2: Yeah, exactly.
1: Mark, what do you think? Wow. Um, I, I mean, I I think... Obviously, I think that, that uh, son's father has to do with, you know, just, as, just as Widmore, just as you know, all of these people have to do something with what's going on there in the larger picture in terms of you know, supplying Dharma, in terms of being part of uh, you know Hanso and all of this. Um, I don't know that it's necessarily a direct connection. I mean, that might be the, the, um, the immediate thought, but you know, Thailand and Korea are very far apart and very different culturally. Um, so I don't know that it would be a direct comparison, just just because you see this Asian woman.
0: Alrighty, and then their last call for the evening is going to be Fred from Long Island, New York. Uh, Fred, go ahead.
2: Hi guys, can you hear me okay? Yeah.
0: What'd you What'd you say, Fred?
2: <laughs> I said, "Can you hear me okay?" <laughs>
1: go ahead, Fred. Wait, is this so live? On the, on the, <laughs> is this live?
2: New guy just joined. Okay. Uh,
3: this is not necessarily episode-related. I don't usually have crackpot series, but I thought I'd try this one on you. Tell me if you've heard this one before. Uh, what if the reason Ben has lived on the island his whole life is because he's one of these fast-growing kids?
1: There you go. And,
3: and therefore, what the reason this clicked in my head is because at one point, damon or carlton said something about the timeline on the island may not be what you think it is
0: very good i have heard that uh not Mm -hmm. necessarily that well yeah not necessarily to ben being you know always on the island but uh definitely the time transitional and that the people may have been there either longer or shorter than than what is seemingly
1: possible so or maybe time shifts for some char- for some people and not for others. Exactly. So you could have some characters there that are that are living their natural life, and other characters from you know like yeah. So if this were the case, as you say, that Ben was one of these people, he could have maybe only been there for five or ten years. But because he's seen as sort of you know the one, maybe he was the chosen one that he became. You know you know like the Dalai Lama. You know, they find this four year old kid and they're like ah oh, that's the that's the Dalai Lama. He's the one. Yeah. And and that that
0: is definitely an interesting theory. And I, I wish I would have had my <laughs> my Tom Zeke the friendly sea billy.
1: That's uh, an interesting theory.
0: There you go. Thank you, Mark. Hey, let's move on to a little podcast update. I just gotta share something real quick with you guys. This is a generally speaking podcast network update. Two things real quick. And I'll get on to the spoiler section of what's coming up on Lost. Uh, the first thing is I'm very excited to announce that we have a new URL or a new website, a new domain to share with you. I have been getting very tired, almost as tired as you are hearing me say GenerallySpeakingPodcast.com. 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 So, And not only that, but it's it's a lot to type out too. So basically, Who is this general, and why is he speaking? Exactly. <laughs> however, generally speaking, podcast.com will work for now, and it will probably work for many years, uh, and I'll keep that. It's, however, if you want to start linking to our shows, I encourage you to check out our new domain, and all you have to do is type in gspn.tv. And I know that a lot of people are all used to .coms or .orgs or .nets. This is not any of those. It is gspn.tv, and that'll take you straight to our website. And uh, in just in case, just in case somebody out there just really can't get the gspn.tv down, I went ahead and registered gspntv.com. So just covering (laughs) my bases. But uh, I I think it's exciting news, and if anybody wants to link to our show, uh, there is a blog entry at ravenscraft.org, ravenscraft.org, and there are direct links and forwards and redirects that you can put to go to specific shows. Like, for example, if you went to gspn.tv slash lost, it'll take you to our lost section. Uh, If you did gspn.tv slash ga, it'll take you to uh, the Grey's Anatomy podcast, and there's a bunch of other links out there as well. In fact, I I just want to say thank you to our listeners out there who are downloading our shows on a regular basis. The weekly Lost podcast has been deemed as the number one downloaded podcast from TalkShoe.com. So I wow. wanna I wanna say thank you guys for continuing to listen to us to download our show. Uh, we are also we were also in the top ten list of the number of live participants in any live show on talkshoe.com. And we were also in now live participant means that you're in the chat room or on the phone. We were also in the top ten number of uh podcast on TalkShoe.com with the number of telephoned-in live callers. So you guys are totally awesome. I want to say thank you very much for for being a part of this interactive live recorded in front of a live audience kind of stuff. And if you are listening to this in the podcast version and you've not joined one of these live shows, you have to come check us out on a Friday night at 9.15 p.m. Eastern Time sometime. And if you are in the northern Kentucky area or at least in a good road trip driving distance, please do come join us Sunday or no, Saturday, March 17th. I'll give you the details of the location and the time of that live podcast, but we're doing one in front of a real human being audience and it's going to be totally awesome. Very excited about that. And I want to say thank you to the 20 people who are subscribed to this podcast and other podcasts of the Generally Speaking Podcast Network who are monthly supporters. That means that they contribute somewhere between $3 a month or $5 a month uh, just to help support the operating cost of a minimum of nine podcasts every week that I produce and uh, if it weren't for folks like the GSPN monthly supporters I don't know what I would do the goal is to cover all operating costs is I need at least 100 monthly supporters at three dollars a month and so we're 20 percent of the way there if anybody wants to participate guess what you can do you can go to gspntv slash support so anyway that's all I have and now Let's turn it over to pre-recorded Bonnie Koval from Lost.About.com with what's coming up on Lost.
2: This isn't what was supposed to happen. What's going to happen? You don't want to know what
0: was
4: supposed to happen. I know. Because you don't know what's going to
0: happen. You know what? I'm not going
4: to find out. Don't you want to know? This is Lost away Bonnie from Lost.About.com with this week's Lost preview. The next episode is called Trisha Tanaka is Dead and will be on this Wednesday at 9 p.m. on ABC. ABC synopsis reads, Hurley's discovery of an old, wrecked car on the island leads him on a mission of hope, not only for himself, but for a fellow survivor in need of some faith. Meanwhile, Kate and Sawyer reunite with their fellow castaways, but Kate is still torn about leaving Jack behind with the others. Vincent, the dog, returns in this episode. He comes out of the jungle with a decayed arm and a VW key. Hurley finds the VW, and I'm guessing his mission of hope is to help Charlie, but I don't know that for sure. This episode brings the return of Danielle Rousseau, the French woman who is probably Alex's mother. We'll also see Paolo and Nikki. The flashback scenes belong to Hurley and we'll see a lot of his mother, Carmen Reyes, and our first look at his father, David Reyes, who is played by Cheech Marin. The flashbacks will include Hurley as a child and then later we'll see him as an adult after he was in the mental institution and after he won the lottery. The episode's namesake, Trisha Tanaka, will also be seen. For more information, including pictures from the next episode, Tricia Tanaka is Dead, visit lost.about.com. This is Lost Away Bonnie Koval. Stay lost.
0: Alrighty, thank you very much, Bonnie. In fact, I'm going to thank you personally as I'm going to unmute everybody here. Okay, Bonnie, go ahead. You wanted to say something in addition to your your preview that was pre-recorded.
5: Yeah, one thing that I wanted to add was that we're also going to see Randy, who was Hurley's boss when he worked at Mr. Cluck's, and he was also Locke's boss when he was at
1: the box company. company.
5: Yeah.
0: Wow. Oh, that's awesome. I really like his character. Bonnie, I I, want to thank you very much for for being such a consistent contributor to the Generally Speaking Podcast Network. You've been a blessing to us, and uh, I just want to say thank you for that.
5: You are very welcome. It's been very fun.
0: And I I hope and encourage all of – I hope that all of our listeners would, and I encourage and implore you to go to lost.about.com and check out Bonnie's stuff it is great, and and uh, she has lots of interesting stuff, and I'm sure she'll be coming back and telling us about some interesting things coming up in the future. And with that, Mark, again, I, I can't thank you enough for for being my co-host here tonight. It's no been... problem,
1: man. Dude, I am so psyched that Cheech is coming on. Man. Yeah, Cheech Marin. Hey, psst, it's Dave. I got the stuff. <laughs> Dude, man, I got the VW <laughs> Microbus. <laughs> Orale, levato. So that's totally, that totally psychs me out. I'm, I'm excited for this episode.
0: I'm, we're going we're gonna to find out why Hurley goes around saying, D-d-d-d-d-d-d. dude. Dude. <laughs> dude.
1: <laughs> right on. This was fun, man. Thanks for having me.
0: No problem, man. We, I just really
1: appreciate it. And, uh, you know, we got
0: to get and together we, and do this
1: more often. And let's send the listeners, if you're, if you're hungry for more than just burritos, send them to Remarkable Palette on the Culinary Podcast Network. Yeah, and what what is your URL, your domain? The easiest one is culinarypodcastnetwork.com. And, and that you can find all of our shows, but Remarkable palette is sort of one of the one of the main ones on there.
0: All right, go ahead and say that domain one more time just so that we know that they got it. culinarypodcastnetwork.com. And there you can find Chef Mark and you can listen to his Remarkable palette podcast. I will tell you I truly enjoy his show. Especially his soundseeing tours of New York City restaurants and wine shops, and yeah. it, it's just a lot of fun to hear and go around. And I feel like
1: I've been to New York City and I've never been there, so I'm gonna and have you to know come what? And see On it. On Sunday, I'm gonna go record the parade in Chinatown. So uh, listen for that coming up sometime soon. I will definitely be checking that out. All right, well, everybody, thank you for joining us for this
0: live. Lost Podcast recorded at talkshoe.com. And uh again, check us out on our website, gspn.tv. And until next time, stay lost.